0: Ninja Ninja. Welcome to the Super Sentai Brothers. This is episode 25 of A View to a Kaka Ranger, the internet's best and only podcast dedicated to Ninja Sentai Kakaranger. Ranger. Every week we watch an episode of the show, we share our thoughts with you, the listeners. My name is Matt J. With me, as always, is my co-host and brother Dave. Dave, how are you doing today?
1: Pretty good, man. Took a little nap this afternoon. I'm not normally a Sunday afternoon nap sort of guy, but I took a nap. It was great.
0: Sounds great. It's a nice sort of cold but sunny day. So it kind of... Yes! Like, it feels like a sort of a comfy weekend day, but also it's a good time to, like, crawl under a blanket. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's ideal nap weather.
0: Yeah, primo, primo nap weather. Um, It is also good sitting by the window with a cup of tea and playing Pokemon weather, which is what I was doing directly before we did this. It was a nice, it was a nice sort of lazy Sunday afternoon activity, Dave.
1: How, how many Pokemon are you catching from your, like, does you need to walk around and get... Like isn't that the whole thing?
0: Oh no, no 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 no! This is not Pokemon Go. I was playing Pokemon Sun, which is the oh okay red right 3DS on. game.
1: Yeah yeah yeah. Okay, that yes, that makes a lot more sense. Yeah, no. Given I, the weather,
0: I was trying to play Pokemon Go by sitting in my house. That would not be super effective. Which is I was wondering. Joke, by yeah. The way. <laughs> Uh, anyway, Dave, um, we today are going to be watching episode 25 of Ninja Sentai Ranger. It is called It's a Departure off the album Putting the Days to Bed by The Long Winters. It is... not? It is not. It is not actually called I'm gonna guess? It is called A New Departure, but I looked at that and I have been listening to a lot of back episodes of My Brother, My Brother and Me. I looked at it and I thought, ah, it's, it's a departure off the album Putting the Days to Bed. By the Long Winters, which, by the way, is an album that I have. It's a very good album. Anyway, um, actually, speaking of uh, that song, Dave, do you want to know what our first star of the week is in our officially award-winning segment, The Five Stars? Yeah, man, hit me. Uh, Shining in the Heavens, Dave, star number one is, I got around to watching that My Brother, My Brother and Me TV show. Ooh, I haven't seen it yet. Oh, uh, here, let me let me give you a quick recommendation. After we finish this, you should go watch it. It's very good, and... I mean, yeah, of course it is.
1: It's... Yeah, it's, it's great, I'm sure. Like, those dudes are hilarious.
0: And, okay, so you can watch one of the episodes on YouTube, which is good, because otherwise you have to, like, subscribe to CISO, which is not an expensive service. It's, like four I think dollars a month so it's like one half Hulu or maybe it's is it less than one half Hulu
1: dude I don't I don't I don't know actually it actually might be less Hulu might be like 10 or 11 bucks a month but I already like I already have like Netflix and Hulu and Amazon Prime
0: I know so I it's, just, it's hard to rationalize like actually like attaching yet another streaming service.
1: Yeah, and it's just and I actually and now I use as we've discussed before, I do use the CW streaming app, which I hate because let me just I know I've talked about it before cuz there's commercials, but they've changed up their commercial tactics, Matt. And what they do now is there's a bunch of commercials But, like, 75% of the commercials are ads for other CW shows? And it's like, CW, I'm watching your show on your app. You got me, bro. Like, I'm in. You don't need to tell me. That The Flash exists. I'm watching The Green Arrow. I get
0: it. Like, Flash has already been in this show. The Arrow is a very good commercial for the TV show The Flash. (laughs) You don't need to use the commercial breaks in The Arrow to try to sell me on the other show.
1: Or they will put in commercials for Arrow while I'm already watching Arrow. Guys, I'm here. You got me. (laughs) um (laughs) like there's just no anyways so the my brother my brother and me show is is good again unsurprisingly
0: it is extremely good it's weird because it's not it is not good in the same way that i think of a tv show as being good because and it doesn't it also doesn't really feel like their podcast it just kind of feels like three, like, funny dudes got a camera and some budget and were able to just, like, goof around for a couple of days. Which, honestly, like, in a sort of different way does capture one of the things I like so much about their podcast. But, like, it's really great. But here is what CISO did to, like, snag me, okay? Because what you can do is you can go on... If you're in the States, I think CISO is always giving a, like, free one-week trial. Right on. And the My Brother, My Brother and Me show is only six episodes. It's like six half-hour episodes, right? And so I finished watching it in like two days. And then I had, you know, another five days worth of um, free trial. I I think I might have spread it out a little bit more just to like not burn through it. But in any case, like I had already finished watching the show. And so I could then have just canceled my trial. But here's the problem, Dave. Is the way they made that show, like, they planned out, like, the course of the episode. But each bit in it, I think, is just them, like, riffing and goofing around. Okay. And so they've got tons of, like, extra material from, like, other, like, goofs that they went on that never made it into the show. And so every day, uh... CISO is giving you, like, an extra morsel of like additional content that wasn't on the tv show and so there are like there are two blooper reel episodes each of which are like 15 minutes long so like that's Whoa. it adds up to like another full episode of this television show <laughs> and so i'm like oh this is great every day they're giving me like another another like quick hit and then i looked at my phone yesterday and it says oh thank you for subscribing to Seeso. like thank you so much for your four dollars Ah, they, they gotcha. Really snagged me, and now I'm just stuck in there for a month. Which honestly is not the worst case scenario, because they are very funny things there, but it was not how I sort of planned this on going down.
1: Right, right, right. And I'm sure, I'm sure the uh, I'm sure the McElroy brothers will appreciate that old Super Sentai Brothers bump. Oh yeah. I'm sure that this will impact their numbers somehow. Hey,
0: listen, you know, we 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 podcasting <laughs> brothers need to stick together. <laughs>
1: I'm just imagining. Sorry, I was laughing mostly at what you said, but then I was also laughing in my head at a picture that appeared of like of like an old timey boxer and then like a little kid like running up and being like "You got it, champ!" and the and like the the boxer just being like "Thanks, kid," as though you see where I'm going with
0: this. Right, we're not we are explaining the small it super well, encouraging the champ. Yeah,
1: we're the small child. We're like "You got it, guys!" and yeah.
0: Now that sounds pretty accurate.
1: Yeah, that's perfect. Actually, thank you. So, Matt, what is our <laughs> what is our second star of the week?
0: Second star of the week, Dave, is um mage. Mage is coming back, and I know what you're thinking, Dave, that Mage you is already back because we already kickstarted right. the 20th anniversary of Mage The Ascension. But. This is an entirely separate mage thing that I'm very excited about. Dave, have you ever read Mage by Matt Wagner, the comic book series?
1: Is this like it's a beard and he's got like a glowy baseball bat and he's like King Arthur, but maybe not?
0: Uh, yeah, that is a very good description of it, actually. Um...
1: Okay, the answer is no, I have not read it. I've read like a couple of pages and I because I like saw it in Borders one time, but I've never actually like sat down and read the whole thing.
0: Okay, here's the thing about Mage. Mage rules. Like, Mage. I was gonna
1: say, my description of it sounded good.
0: Yeah, so the thing about Mage is that it's a, like, it is when you start reading it, you're like, oh, this is a like, 1980s like, black and white boom indie comic, like, superhero thing. And then okay. as you get, and like, the first issue is okay. But Mage exists in, like, these weird arcs, right? Like, because currently, because the book, I think the book is about as old as I am. There are currently 30 issues of Mage ever made. Um, Like, there are more years that Mage has existed than there are issues of Mage.
1: So he is on a less than once a year publication... Total.
0: Oh, dude. It's Well, that's not even the way that it works, though. It's because he's doing it in volumes. So the first, like, each of the first two volumes are 15 issues apiece. And so the first volume okay. is Mage the Hero Discovered. The second volume is Mage the Hero Defined. And then the third volume, which is apparently finally coming out this summer, is Mage the Hero Denied. But, made like, the first one came out in the 80s. And then there was like 11 years and then the next one came out and then there was 17 years. And now the third one is coming out and, where, and what's the dude's name who does it? Oh, this is a uh, Matt Wagner. And the thing about mage is that it is, so it starts off as like a superhero comic and I'm sorry that I'm probably not doing a great job of describing mage, but it's kind of a weird book because it's a superhero comic that is also like a sort of, exploration of Arthurian stuff.
1: Okay, well, I love... Right? I love King Arthur stuff.
0: And then in the second volume, it sort of expands out of that into sort of, like, heroic legends in general.
1: Okay. But
0: the other thing about Mage is that it's also, like, kind of this, like, allegorical autobiography of Matt Wagner, like, the artist and writer of the book, to the point where, like, Kevin Matchstick, the main character of the series,
1: that's a baller name. It's that's great. awesome.
0: Uh, he's got a great look. His look is exactly Matt Wagner. Like Kevin Matchstick <laughs> is Matt Wagner. He has his beard. So, he has his haircut. At the end of the second volume,
1: does Matt Wagner work out like a whole whole
0: lot? Okay, well, he maybe he doesn't look like his face looks exactly like Matt Wagner. Okay, got maybe it. Maybe Matt he's Wagner like used to be in a lot Matt better Wagner. shape in nineteen eighty three. Um, but, like, by the time that the end of Volume 2 came around, like, Matt Wagner had started to go bald. And so he had Kevin Matchstick get struck in the head with a lightning bolt and had all of his hair fall out so that he could continue to draw him <laughs> to look exactly like him. Ah, uh, that's great. It's very good. um, Dudes, if you can find it, and I imagine they're probably going to, like, reissue it this summer when the first, third volume comes out. Uh, if you are not lucky, like me, to have just, like, found a weird collection of it for, like, ten bucks, like, all combined at your local comic shop back, like, in 2012. Uh, if you did not fall into that exact Venn diagram, which I think is just me, um you should pick it up this summer when it comes out, because Mage rules, and I'm so excited.
1: Okay, well, I'm not going to, but uh, I will borrow your copy.
0: That sounds fair you the listeners uh, probably can't borrow my copy because like you don't know yeah where I that lived, would be but you know it's it'll be out there if you do
1: don't tell us
0: yeah don't tell me if you have somehow figured out where I live anyway Dave that's that is it for that star I was just super excited about it so
1: Matt what is our uh, third star of the week
0: third star of the week Dave is another thing that has come back into my life that I'm very excited about uh, it's Borderlands 2.
1: You know, I never played a lot of Borderlands 2.
0: Oh, dude. Borderlands 2 was great. Like, Borderlands, the first one, is fun. But Borderlands 2, not only is it, like, a bigger, like, more developed, more expansive game, but it also kind of fits some of the small problems that were in the first one. Just in, like, you oh, know, nice. sort of like, small, smart ways. Um, but it is the free, like, Xbox Gold game this month.
1: Oh, Sick. And so, yeah, dude, that is uh, that is a service that is, like, well worth paying for. Like, I know that the PS Network or whatever is free, and I don't know if they also give out free games. But, like, I always have made my, sort of, made my money back, quote-unquote, on on that. Just on free games every month.
0: Dude, it's great. And and it, what's especially great about Borderlands 2 is that it's really fun to play, like, multiplayer online with your friends. Um, and so... Like, me and a couple of buddies of mine were sitting down, and we thought, okay, like, we've been looking for a good game to play together. Borderlands 2 is a fun game to play together, and we all just got a free copy of it, so let's all sit down and play. Nice. Now, here were a few weird things that happened when we tried to do this. First of all, I discovered that the game data that I had saved while playing on someone else's Xbox 360 four years ago...
1: Oh, okay. That
0: save data still exists. And so when I booted up this game on my Xbox One, like my old character showed up on the, like the load screen. So that was very exciting. That's
1: very, that's very cool. Also, maybe like the tiniest bit creepy.
0: Maybe a touch. But it's got all my guns, so I have like all my all my cool, weird, like not actually magic because that's not how this game works. But like they're basically magic guns. <laughs> um, but the other thing is that like I realized that the reason that all this stuff came back is because the version that was given out for the free game this year was or this month rather is the Xbox 360 version of this game because this game came out on the 360 and also on the Xbox One, right?
1: Nice, yeah.
0: So to do the multiplayer, you can't, like, do the new and improved, like, much, much, much improved version of, like, Xbox Live multiplayer that exists on Xbox One. You have to actually use the old, like, Xbox 360 way of doing it that you can only access inside the game while your system is emulating an Xbox 360,
1: uh, yeah, that sounds like
0: a lot. Which we could not figure out for an hour and a half. We were just, like, we had <laughs> scheduled out. <laughs> like, we're going to play video games together all morning. It's going to be great. And by the time we finally got it all figured out, people were like, man, I gotta go. Like, I have like, lunch plans. To... Oh, sorry, and, like, guys. This is done now. Um. Yeah, but it was great. So if you are willing to deal with, like, the horrors of like all of the weird idiosyncrasies of Xbox 360 that you thought you had left behind years ago, um, definitely go play that game, Xbox 360 or not, uh, Borderlands 2 rules. Now, Dave, what is our fourth Star of the Week?
1: So, I just found out, Matt, this is crazy. So there's a new Mary Poppins movie coming out, which... Okay, the cast is like Emily Blunt and Lynn Manuel Miranda, both of whom I'm big fans of.
0: Right, and I think we've mentioned this briefly on the show before.
1: Yeah, we may have. But it was very weird to me that they were making a new Mary Poppins movie because, first of all, the first one starred uh Julie Andrews, the Julie Andrews, and okay, Dick Van Dyke's accent was it was a it was a war crime. It was monster. That's I think we can yeah. But Dick Van Dyke himself was really fun in it. And the movie is generously, just dis- not generously, is accurately described as practically perfect in every way. Like, the first Mary Poppins movie is really good. Oh, it's great. Like, I love this movie. And so they were like, oh, we're making a new one. I was like, oh, that's a little bit weird. Like, maybe I'll see it. You know, like, whatever.
0: Yeah, like, we don't need but to reboot everything.
1: Out. Yeah, exactly. Although I actually I have I have not yet seen the new Beauty and the Beast movie and I do want to see it. I think it'll be really cool. Yeah, I do too. Anyways, actually. I know. And uh, but I found out that it is not a reboot. This is a sequel. Like this is just it's just the next Mary Poppins movie. Oh seriously? Yeah, which is which is fantastic.
0: Okay, I, I have, like I have just turned 180 degrees on this Mary Poppins movie.
1: Yeah, I know, right? Maybe, maybe like, 160 degrees, because I wasn't, like, fully against it before, but now I'm fairy on board. Okay, yeah, that's fair. Because here's the deal. There's a bunch of Mary Poppins books. Are there? Yeah, man. This was not, like, a one-off... This was not, like, a one-off book. I don't remember exactly how many there are, but there's at least, I want to say, like, like, six or seven books.
0: Oh, wow. I had and no idea.
1: Yeah, like, they they were around for a while. Okay, uh, sorry, I actually just looked it up. It is, it's eight, but there's eight books. Wow. They were published over, holy crap, they were published over the course of, like, 50 years. Good heavens. 54 years, that's crazy. Did I re- but anyways...
0: I always love it when I find out that there is a whole book series of something that I thought was literally one thing. Like, I remember the moment, like, this was a long time ago, but I remember the moment that I found out that there are, like, 30 books in the Wizard of Oz series.
1: Oh, yeah, there's a ton of them. Like, Al Frank Baum went crazy. There's so many of those books. But yeah, there's a bunch of Mary Poppins books, and I read, I don't know if I read all of them, but I read a bunch of them, and they're really, really good. So as much as I do genuinely like love the, the Disney movie, there is one thing that they is weird about it. So you know, in the movie, Mary Poppins is like sweet and loving, and she like shows up and she like teaches like weird like stern banker dad how to like love his children, right?
0: Yeah, like she's not going to take anybody's guff, but she is like, you know, she is a caring person.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the books. The, like, not taking guff element is, like, cranked to 11. (laughs) Like, Mary Poppins is not, like, a nice... Like, she's very, like, loving in her way and, like, responsible. Because she, like, cares about the kids and is, like, taking good care of them. But Mary Poppins is, like, super stern and harsh, like, all the time. (laughs) That's awesome. Like, the, the boy who I can't remember his name, he's like, Oh, Mary Poppins, like... I've hurt me leg. And she's just like, well, don't be a whiner about it. Like, come over here, like, take your medicine and, like, bandage it up and, like, be a man about it. Like, maybe it's, like, not like quite that much.
0: <laughs> I was going to say, did but you she's like, "This place in a war? Like, what are you talking about? No.
1: No, they just take place in, like, she's, like, a British governess, like... She's just like super intense, but she is. And here's the best part. She is also like super magical. And so she will like do magic for the children, but she like refuses to make a big deal out of it. And also is like very grudging about making it happen. Like they're, they're, they're great. The books are totally worth reading. So I'm hoping we probably won't, but I am kind of hoping we get a little bit more of that side of Mary Poppins uh, in the, in the
0: new movie. That would be very fun, Dave. What is our fifth and final star of the week?
1: So it's not a it's not a huge deal, but it is something that's uh, fun that I'm doing. Is I am finally I'm uh, I'm learning French. I'm learning French. Not like I got dual I got the Duolingo app. Is what I did. Oh, nice. I have the Duolingo app, and I am doing French. I bought Rosetta Stone once when it was on like ultra sale like years ago, mm-hmm. and it's too. It's too much of a pain. I have to, like, put headphones... I just... It's not. It's a very good program. But I have to, like, go and, like, put on headphones and do a thing and blah, blah, blah. Whereas Duolingo is just, like, on my phone. Right. And I can just, you know, I can do, like, 15 minutes of French a day. And I'm not, like, growing by leaps and bounds and stuff. But it's fun.
0: Yeah, it's a great way to learn French. I mean, it's... Listen, it's not as good as a way of French as, say, moving to France and living there for, like, eight or nine months. But I know that not everybody has that opportunity.
1: Did you, uh, uh, Matt, did you live in France for eight or nine? I, I had completely forgotten.
0: I know, I that know. You right? did
1: that thing.
0: It's, uh, it's, uh, man, if you, did, if you have forgotten about it, then I've got some great stories for you. <laughs> This, no, this not, is perfect for me. I did not forget,
1: this Matt. This is perfect for me. Matt, I, I did not forget.
0: No, no, no. I'm not paying attention to I don't to think anybody going. Because uh, I told you all my French stories <laughs> years ago, and then I ran out of good stories, and I can't tell them to you anymore, but if you've forgotten all of them, let me tell Ooh, okay. So, uh, sometimes they would cut their trees into squares. I don't know why. They would just, like, take all the branches and cut them into, like, a big cube shape like they're in a Dr. Seuss book. That was weird, but they pretended it was normal. What?
1: Okay, Matt, this is not me joking. First of all, let me just say it. I was giving you some static. I genuinely love hearing your stories about oh, France. Thank you. But
0: amazingly, I don't think you've ever mentioned that. What? Oh, there was, yeah, there was this one street in town where just like, you know, there are like, you know, tree-lined streets, places. Yeah, yeah, um, that's a thing. But that... all the trees on this street were like regularly trimmed so that the shape of the like branches made like this giant cube. And, like, all of the that's... parks, like, everything was, like, very, like, purposely manicured. There were very little, like, natural-looking things in the parks. I mean, okay, I am Hi. I exaggerating yeah. this? Yes, of course I am. Um, but it was not uncommon to see, like, extremely manicured things in a way that, to me, looked completely like storybook madness. And to the people around me was just like, yeah, that's what you do with a tree in a park. <laughs> Um, I don't know. Well, I, I could tell you some other friend stories. Like, my favorite uh, bookstore was next to a clown-themed sandwich shop called Schmiblick.
1: What? I did not know
0: that either! Oh, dude, Schmiblick was delicious. I wish I could remember all the stuff that went on that sandwich, but I remember specifically there was just, like, like, fried up, like, potato bits on this sandwich. Man, it was... I got to see if I can't find the description of that thing. And the only way that I can remember what it's called is that I, here's how I remember the names of things in call, which is where I lived in France is in my memory. I kind of remember like how to get around town and like what streets to go down. And I remember okay. kind of where things were. So I go to Google Maps and I go to Street View and I literally like walk around until I kind of find Just like like, what part of town that was to in. Find... I'm like, oh, <laughs> the bookstore was called Memoranda. <laughs> yes. Like the cafe was upstairs and we had to go through like a trap door to get to it. It was very cool. Anyway, uh, I, could no, tell, Dave, I could literally tell friend stories for the next hour. So why don't we not do that? But instead. right, right, right. <laughs> Instead, we will watch episode 25 of Ninja Sentai Kakaranger. It is called A New Departure, and we will be right back. Ninja, ninja. Okay, so we have just finished watching episode 25 of Cocker Ranger. A New Departure. Dave, how do you feel about episode 1 of part 2 of Ninja Sentai Kakaranger? Because I'll tell you, I feel good.
1: I feel pretty good about it, dude.
0: Okay, so in case you had forgotten from when we talked about it last week, uh, this is the beginning of the Youth Battle Saga. Yeah. Uh, And the Youth Battle Saga is um, starting off part two of the show by breaking up the Conquer Rangers into what looks like it's going to be four separate episodes. Um, Yeah,
1: that seems to be the case. Because what it is, is that each one of the Conquer Rangers has to find a hidden scroll. Like, they already have some, like, ninja magic scrolls that they've been using for, like, their various ninja techniques, but they've got to gear up. And this is, like, a pretty standard Super Sentai thing. Like, about halfway through the show, like, something happens and they get, like, next level gear. And this is kind of the Copy Ranger version of that.
0: Right, and it's been hidden hard and fast because for a while we only had you know like those sort of basic looking dudes, and I'm really glad because I've I've kind of looked at what these new robots are going to look like, and up until this point, all of the giant robots have been just like human shaped, and I think we're yeah. going to start getting away from that soon. I mean, we've already started to get away from it with the uh, Falcon Zord. Um, that's not yeah. his name in this show. That's his name in a different show. His name in this show is. Um, somebody called me out on saying it wrong a million times. I'm going to try to say it right. Is it...
1: Super Samaru, right?
0: Yeah, see, basically, I had been saying it kind of as though I was just sort of slurring my way through the words Super Samurai, which is not right, Ah. but it had some, like, the right cadence.
1: It's got the... Ish, you know, yeah. So... Here is where this episode starts out. It's it's the Youth Battle Saga and we get like a quick shot of all the rangers who have split up except for some reason Seikai and Saizo who are in Nekumaro with like a map and just like driving around aimlessly. But everybody else is split up like they are you know off in different parts of the country looking for their hidden scrolls.
0: By the way, every, and this episode, any shot that we get of Jiraiya is him, like, walking down the side of a highway with this sort of, like, army-style duffel bag, like, thrown over his shoulder in a very cool way. Just, there's nothing important to the story about this. Just Jiraiya looks great every time we see him in this episode.
1: I dig, actually. It is a very... He seems more American. Is that crazy to say? No, like, it's everybody not else is. It
0: really does look that way.
1: And it might just he, be because, he's like, got a very
0: like, I have let's, that duffel bag.
1: <laughs> but yeah, man, walk across, just walk in. The walking man. Walking man walks. And so, Listen, any other th- this stops episode... And talks,
0: but not the walking man. Walking, walking man, man walks, walks on by. That is such a
1: dumb song. Uh, so this episode, this is the Sasuke episode. And it takes place in the Nasukogen Highlands which I assume is just like, like a mountainous region of Japan. And the establishing shot that we see is just, it's like up in the mountains. It's very sort of Alps-like. It's Alpine. I said Alps-like as though there's not a word that means specifically that thing. <laughs> it's very Alpine. There's like flowers and like birds and butterflies. And like, it's very peaceful and nature-y, na- yeah, it's nature Now,
0: Now, Dave, when you say it is, like, peaceful and nature with birds and butterflies and stuff, I want to be very clear about something. It is, isn't this is unnaturally, like, cutesy with birds and animals and such. Like, oh, yeah, someone yeah, has yeah. very clearly found a plot of land, like, planted a bunch of very colorful flowers, shipped in some, like, adorable like bunnies and brightly colored birds, and butterflies and set them on this hilltop to make it look like a storybook it looks amazing like
1: yeah if this were a video game you would go like you'd go like past a secret you'd have to like do a thing like a side quest and you would go past a secret door and then like you would turn around and the door would be gone but you would be here that's what's happening
0: Yeah. no that that is perfect
1: Yeah, thank you. Uh, I felt really good about it when I said it. And the scroll, and to, to add to this concept of it being like a secret area of the game, the scroll is literally just sitting there. Like, it's just sitting on a rock where anybody could find it. So clearly, like, there's some sort of, like, ninja magic that is happening that, like, some scrub lord has not just, like, inadvertently found, like, the super powerful secret ninja scroll.
0: Yeah, because it would be a pretty and bad so, hidden scroll. In that case, it would it just would be, be a scroll.
1: <laughs> it's uh, the scroll, it's just hanging out. But like all of the sort of magic equipment stuff that's in this show, it seems to be like semi-sentient somehow. Mm-hmm. And it it shoots like this beam of light, uh, at a butterfly, and the butterfly turns into a young lady whose first words are, I get to be human? Awesome. Okay. And then she she jumps off the mountain and flies to the bottom of it just by, like, flapping her arms.
0: Now, that works if she is a butterfly. But her first words are, I get to be a human now. That's great. And then she jumps off of a mountain, which if she was just a human, this episode would end immediately and it would be horrible.
1: Yeah, if this were a very different show, she would have, like, forgotten that she's not a butterfly and just tumbled down the mountain. But she is. I feel like but that she does. would I'm happen sorry. In,
0: like, a 90s Vertigo comic. Oh, my gosh. Like, this this would be, yeah. like, an issue. like, if if someone was trying to... If Mark to... Miller
1: wrote this show, yes. then that's what would have happened. Exactly.
0: Now, Dave, here is why I was super excited to see this uh, lady appear. By the way, her name is Reka. Yeah. Um, but her name in Zoo Ranger is Rin, and she's the Pink Ranger. Oh no kidding. Yeah. Right on. Yeah, this is the Petro Ranger from Ranger, the princess of the Pterodactyl tribe.
1: Amazing. Um which I love. So she actually I
0: dude, <laughs> I love anytime you get to see an an actor from another show show up. By the way, I missed one. One of our um listeners mentioned this to me. Um the Do you remember the episode where Jiraiya was, like, obsessed with a TV show about a samurai? Yeah. The guy who played the samurai in that TV show within the TV show was the guy who played Burai, the Green Ranger from Ranger.
1: Wow. Well, okay, I haven't seen Ranger, but crazy.
0: Dude, you should borrow my Ranger DVDs. Ranger is great.
1: I have every confidence that that is true, Matt, but I have a very full TV watching schedule already.
0: Yeah, but it's... And so I just... Dave, listen, I just, I just want you to know that it's waiting for you.
1: Okay, man, don't, I know it's good. I know it's good. I like, I'm sure it's great, but I just, don't, don't tease me with things that I don't have time for. Uh. Okay, so it is. So, <laughs> eventually
0: Legends of Tomorrow this... has to go on hiatus, and then you've got 50 episodes of ranger in your pocket.
1: So, okay, good to know, good to know. Uh, so, but before this girl falls, jumps off a mountain and magically does not die, she actually does say something really quickly. She says, oh, awesome, that means I must be the one who's supposed to go get Sasuke. So, like, whatever's going on here, she clearly has been imbued with sentience, along with, like, a mission. She knows, she's like, I have been turned into a human to go do this thing. Like, the the Hidden Scroll knows that Sasuke is looking for it and has sent Reika to, like, fetch him to come get it, the Hidden Scroll.
0: Yeah, so she's flying along, and she sees Sasuke on his motorcycle, like, driving through the countryside. It's just like, oh, great, that must be him. Like, cool, I'll go help him. He looks like a fun, cute boy. Like, not only yeah, do I have a magical of this will be, like, a fun day for a
1: And so she immediately, well, before this happened, or before she managed or to she like, land and get in touch with Sasuke, there's lightning and then darkness, and then like a phantom of a phantom Jr. of and then the girl lands. then the ready to fight. gets ready to too late. Young Noble too late young noble you know, says like, the you part like this best part about this attitude is that he's, like, You know I know what you're doing, right? Like, you realize that this isn't a- I know you're looking for the hidden scrolls. I'm I'm gonna stop you.
0: Yeah, like, I'm a giant, (laughs) evil head in the sky. I know what you're up to. Here's some red lightning. Uh, get dunked. I'll catch you guys later.
1: And that's pretty much what happens. He just gets blasted, and then Sasuke, like, rolls down the hill. Like, he doesn't get a chance to fight. It's just lightning, and then Sasuke goes down, and gets blasted down this hill. No. Reka, we don't know her name yet, but her name is again. Her name is Reka. So Reka, the next thing we see is that she has found him at like the bottom of the ravine, and she is tending to his wounds. By which I mean, she has put a leaf on his forehead, and is like, like, like stroking his forehead. I think like that's basically what she's doing. But she is tending to him, and then he sort of like wakes up, and it's like, oh. Huh! Because <sighs> he doesn't know who she is, like, obviously.
0: Right. What is great about like the first half of this episode is that Reika, conti- like, Reika is acting as though, like, oh, of course, like, we have this plan and I'm supposed to do this thing. She has not stopped to fill Sasuke in on anything. Like, he is totally yeah. lost in trying to figure out what is happening sort of on the fly. So she says, oh, yeah, sure. Uh, The scroll told me to come help you. Hold on a second. She does like a little like zappy move. A wound that was on his leg just disappears completely. He's like, all right, uh, now it is time to go.
1: So the next scene opens up and we see Reika and Sasuke on his motorcycle and they're just driving. And he's thinking to himself, ah, can this good, like, does she really know what's up? Like, this is very weird. And I know she says she knows, but does she really know? And then Rika answers him out loud. Yeah, of course I know. I totally know where the scroll is. It's very rude that you would even ask that question. And he's just like, like, do you have telepathy? Can you read minds? (laughs) And she's like, yeah.
0: Yeah, of course. Yeah, sure. Why wouldn't I? I'm a magical butterfly lady. I mean, you don't know that yet, but it's true.
1: Right. And she's like, I've never been on a motorcycle. Go faster. So she is like. The the thing that we're going to see from these next, like, six or seven minutes is that she is just super stoked about being a human, and she is and so enchanted by the human world that she completely forgets her mission. Because she's like, oh, turn in here, turn in here. And they pull up to, it says it's a dairy farm, but it's a dairy farm slash like like park. they weren't making enough money doing dairy stuff and so they have also opened up a number of just amusement park things
0: you know that's that's legit I'm listen I'm sure that this is a real place they did not like build this oh cell. yeah like
1: right yeah this is very obviously a a real thing that exists so she like pulls in and she's just like oh my gosh I've always wanted to come here Sasuke come on and she like runs in and she <laughs> she runs up to the mascot and is like, I am so excited to meet I'm making it sound like she's younger than she is. She knows that it's a mascot. She's just stoked about well, okay, it. okay, here's the thing. She like runs up.
0: Is that Reika? like, what's great about her is that she does a really good job of playing a butterfly that has been magically transformed into a human. Like, she's very childlike the whole way through. And so, like, yeah, she's just she's- super stoked to, like, go meet this, like... Mascot dude, like yes, there's Cow a man in the mascot, giant bear yeah. costume. It's amazing. I love it.
1: <laughs> and so she's like, she's running around, and then we just get a montage of shots where Sasuke is just doing like everything she wants, and he keeps thinking like every new thing he is asking at first, like so this is we're going to get this the scroll right. So the first thing she wants to do is paddle boat ride. So they're out on the paddle boat together, and Sasuke's like, is the scroll in the middle of the lake? And she says, no.
0: Well, what she says is, she says, no, why? of
1: course not. Of course not. He's like, well, then why are we on, why are we here? And she's like, I always wanted to do paddle boats, dude. Paddle I just think They're cool. And so, so here's other things they do. They go on a paddle boat ride. She goes on the go karts. They take a train ride. Like a like a novelty train ride, she does a pony ride, they get ice cream, and they go see cheese production.
0: Yes, they go to the cheese production room,
1: and in all of these things, Sasuke is getting like increasingly exasperated because he's just waiting for all of this stuff to be done until like it's like God, I do I do need this hidden scroll,
0: and eventually, so he, he eventually he breaks down. He's like, "Listen." Clearly, like, you have somehow tricked me. Like, you found out that I was looking for a scroll. Maybe you heard the giant head in the sky say it. I don't know. Um, and you have conned me into, like, dragging you around all day so you could enjoy paddle boats and pony rides. Um, but I have, I do like, think- a job and I need to go do it. So I guess goodbye forever.
1: Yeah, I do think that Sasuke has forgotten that Reika is telepathic
0: and did magically heal blood like, on his leg. Yes, yeah,
1: she like she magically healed his leg and also can read your mind. So like maybe there's a little more going on, Sasuke. But Reika, she gets this news. She's devastated. She's she's very confused because Sasuke's like, "You don't even know where the scroll is," and she says, "No, I absolutely know where it is. Like, I don't want you to hate me. All of my friends." and This is what she says. All of my friends in the woods love you and are waiting for you to arrive. And then Sasuke becomes even more confused.
0: Yeah, she's like, wait a second, your friend in the woods? Like, what, what, what forest pals do you have? Like, what are you talking about? And she says, well, listen,
1: Sasuke, uh, there are many creatures in the world. And there are many weak creatures. And they are also doing their best to survive. And you, Sasuke, must protect them. Like, you have to protect all the weak creatures
0: of the world. Right, like, not just the humans. Like, there are birds and, like, animals and bugs. And, like, all of those things are also alive and need your protection. Flowers, yeah. And so, like, those and so, like, those things all, like, love you and want you to, like, come and chill.
1: So, like, so let's go. And so... He is about to respond and then they are attacked by flags is what it looks like. Just like long like long pieces of cloth. It's very I don't know. It's like an amateur magician got super angry at them, and is that's what it looks like. Well like, like you know, it kinda flags.
0: looks like a scene we saw in a recent episode of Power Rangers Ninja Steel.
1: Yes! Okay, thank you. I was trying to figure out I had seen something just like this, and it does look a lot like that, yeah. Uh,
0: which, if you did not listen to the episode where we were on Ranger Danger talking Ninja Steel, um, one of those Power Rangers has, like, legit wizard magic powers, um, but does, like, weird illusion, like, stage magic stuff, and at one point wrapped up a bunch of, got, like, wrapped up a dude in a bunch of scarves. And that's yeah. kind of uh, what's happening It's actually
1: here. pretty great. So... They are, you know, so, like, they get attacked, and it turns out this week's yokai is Momen. And Momen is, he just says, I'm the number one killer among all the yokai. And they don't really explain what his deal is, except that he used to appear in rice fields and strangle people to death with, like, cloth.
0: And what's great is when he says this, because the narrator is not in this episode... So Ethan Molan, when he arrives, he just looks, I mean, like, he's got a monster head, so, like, he's not, like, using his eyes to look. But he faces the camera and addresses, as like, hey, you kids, watching on TV right now, check it out. This is my whole deal.
1: It's, yeah, it's pretty amazing. Oh, and so... also, he's
0: on a motorcycle, and also, he refers to everyone as baby. And so I'm getting, Love it. like, listen, this guy is yes, not. Yes, very strong. Uh, he's not um, General Kamikaze from Ranger, but I'm getting Kamikaze vibes off of him because of the motorcycle and saying baby all the time. And I love it. This guy doesn't have a love whole it. lot going on this episode, but those things really endear him to me.
1: Yeah, so the, the fight starts and Reika, she's like, Sasuke says, Reika, you've got to get out of here. I, I'm going to take care of this. And Reika says, no, I will also fight. And I assumed because she was a butterfly lady that that was like, a setup for her about to be jacked and she was not kidding. She is like throwing down and then she like summons mystical daggers. I mean, mystical, I mean, they just look like daggers, but she just like kind of gets them out of nowhere. And she's just like stabbing Dora (laughs) Toros. I was like, whoa, Rekha. Yeah. it uh, it is at this
0: moment that if you had forgotten what I said earlier, you remember like, oh yeah, she was the pink ranger in a different series. Like she knows what's up.
1: Yeah, so I was admittedly like a little prejudiced. I was like, yeah, sure, butterfly lady, but she's like wrecking door doors. Pretty amazing. So Itan Momen, like, strangles them, and then they sort of like get away, and they're they're still fighting. And then they're surrounded by door doors and Itan Momen is on the other side of the screen, or like field or whatever, and they're about to kind of rejoin this fight, and Reka looks over and she sees a rabbit that is like, the rabbit's on the other side of the field. I think the rabbit actually probably would have been fine, but she spazzes out. And so she runs over to try and save, I guess, the rabbit. And in this moment, Ichan moment is like, ah, she dropped her guard. Blast her. And they blast her.
0: So she goes down and Sasuke runs over to, like, grab her to sort of get her away from the fight. And they escape away into, like, an adjoining barn. Like, a barn that is near this field. And it's full of adorable cows. We get a couple of cow- shots of those cows. They're, they're very cute. If you like cute cows.
1: Yeah, they are. Yeah, cows are pretty cute.
0: And, and so she... There, and she is like grievous. They're acting as though she is grievously wounded. And Sasuke is thinking like, why is she acting this way? She barely got hit. This is not a like major injury.
1: Yeah, this is... It is weird. And, and Sasuke is very confused. And so he's like, "What is? Are you cool?" And she says, "Well, remember what I was saying about there being a bunch of weak creatures in the world. Well, well, that's still true, I guess." Yeah, she did, like and she
0: reminds him that she had said this, but she doesn't go into like a lot more detail. But of course, we know that she is actually like a butterfly in person shape, so she's just not that right. Tough. And well,
1: yeah, the one line, the thing that she does say is, she says, "It doesn't take much." To kill them. Like, they're very weak. And so you have to be careful. And so uh, Itan Momen and Doros, like, sort of run into the barn. And then he sort of, you know, like, picks her up and they run outside. And then then they're out in a field. And they're totally alone. I, he must have... He's a ninja. you he did, like, a ninja escape. Whatever, right. Dave.
0: And uh, maybe she's using hard. magic because they seem to be, like, as they are running away from this fight, they're getting into, like more and more sort of like idyllically magical places. Like this is a yeah. beautiful field that also just has like a white horse walking around in the background.
1: Oh my gosh. I just, I was like, is that, yup. It's <laughs> just like a white horse and there's some rabbits chilling and then like some parakeets, which is a little bit weird, but whatever. And so she is, Reka is like kind of lying in his lap and she's very clearly dying and she says, listen, you have to go get the scroll. Like, this is, you have to go get the scroll and, like, go do this thing. And she points at a mountain on on the horizon. Like, this mountain is experiencing, like, blue ship. Like, the mountain looks blue <laughs> through all the atmosphere that is between them and it. This Like, this mountain is miles away, just to be clear.
0: That's not going to matter, Uh, because, like, in practice, it is a quick two-minute walk away, but just keep that in mind when you are thinking about how fast Sasuke moves while he is doing his karate.
1: So, so, so there's, like, this operatic singing going on in the background as Rika is dying. She looks up at him. And says, Sasuke, your scroll is to protect the weak. Like, this is, like, your scroll has a specific, like, all of your scrolls have, like, a thing that they that they do, and yours is to protect the weak. And Sasuke, in a real callous moment, just, like, kind of jumps up and is like, okay, cool, I'm going to go get it. And she says, hold up, uh, could you please stay with me? Could you please stay with me? Right. This is a very serious moment.
0: But because uh... I, I feel like, to give Sasuke a little credit, I feel like perhaps he does not quite realize how frail Reika is. And he thinks, I'm going to leave you here, go get the scroll, and then come back. Not realizing that, like, she is a butterfly person, and she got zapped with a like evil laser, and she is not long for this world.
1: Yeah. He clearly, yeah, he clearly does not get that. And so she goes, she's like, I'm sad this is happening, but I had such a wonderful time. Like, I had a good time today. You know, like, Sasuke, you were so great. Uh, You're going to do a great job. Blah, blah, blah. I would like to point out Reika, not to speak ill of the dead, but Reika, had you just taken Sasuke to the scroll... Rather than spending the entire day at a family fun farm, maybe.
0: Well, sure. Maybe
1: would not be in this situation. Yes, okay,
0: now that's fair. But on the other hand, if she hadn't gone to that family fun farm, she would have never gotten to shake the mascot's hand. Oh, dude, okay, we did not mention this. It's in my notes, though, and I want to say it because I do not want to- Oh my gosh, I totally forgot! So when, near the end of the time that they were at the Family Fun Farm, um, as Sasuke is just gearing up to tell her like why he is annoyed, she looks at him and says, why are you so upset? Oh, I know what it is. It's because the mascot shook my hand and not yours. And it's just this beautiful little moment- of like her being like this perfect like childlike uh, character, I loved it. I really loved it. If we were doing high and low yeah. points this season, um, I'm not sure that would have made the high point, but it would be in the running. So,
1: <laughs> um, so we get a couple shots of like the animals. We see the white horse and then a rabbit, and again then the parakeets, and then Rika dies, sort of. Like she doesn't like die die. She sort. Well, I mean, she, she becomes sorry. one with the force. She's totally dead. Yeah, she sort of like disappears, and there's like a little sparkly glitter, and then Sasuke is very confused, and then he looks down and he sees her dead butterfly form, and he's like, he picks that up, and then that also becomes one with the force. It's like a two step, two step process, and then we get some like rage crying. From Sas- if you if you watch any of the Super Sentai series, this is a very standard emotion. Like I think it's got to be part of the audition process. Like how well can you blend like power rage with deep sadness and just do those both at the same time? Because if you can't,
0: yeah, if it's you, just you can't pour
1: that anymore. off, it's just not being a power ra- or a Super Sentai.
0: Yeah, especially Team as a red ranger, it's beyond. you. Like you might be able to oh, get away yeah, yeah, yeah. not being able to do that if you're like a blue ranger or a yellow ranger or something. But if you're a red ranger and you can't like grimace and cry at the same time, then you are out.
1: It's you're out. You just can't do it, friend. I'm real sorry. We all have gifts in this world, and this ain't <laughs> yours. So, so it's on now, right? It's on. Sasuke is like rage cry karate-ing. And so he starts like, he like starts running. And then we get maybe, maybe my favorite moment in this episode. Oh, dude. It's, it lasts for like so a good. half a second. It's so good. But Sasuke is attacked by Doro Doros in like attack go karts.
0: I think that they're the same go karts that we saw earlier in the episode at the Family Fun Farm. Like, they are just been chasing him the whole time when they stopped there to, like, hijack some go-karts, and they've been driving after him this whole time, but it took them a while to get there, because go-karts don't go very fast.
1: <laughs> so he, he gets, he, like, dives out of the way, and he's, uh, he's good, and then he, each ten moment attacks, and then, like, there's just, like, a hot second, and then the music changes, and the music gets, like, way more intense. It's, like, very clearly power-up music. And Sasuke says... This earth is for every living creature, like, as he's fighting. I do just want to point out, technically, yokai are also alive. So, just saying. And he's, like, fighting as this, like, internal monologue is happening. And he's like, the earth is for every living creature. I will defeat you. And so there's a bunch of fighting. And then the next scene is Sasuke, like, like, popping up the side of the mountain. And he's, like, ten feet away from the hidden scroll.
0: Dude, the power of his rage and karate has brought him a number of miles in like three seconds.
1: And I mean, like, listen, I don't know why I care. Because he's very, he's like a magical ninja superhero. Dude can teleport, like whatever. I just, I want like the three seconds... Where he just like does his hand sign and then like disappears and then reappears at the mountain and then keeps running. But Dave, that's all I but want. If they
0: took the three seconds of that to put in the show, they wouldn't have had an additional three seconds to show Reka on horseback, and they desperately needed that. They spent the we money to get into how to much rent- that. They spent the money to rent the family fun farm, Dave. They needed to get their money out of it.
1: We needed to know how much that magical butterfly girl loves horses.
0: So, <laughs> so he's on the hillside. He is like steps away from grabbing the hidden scroll when suddenly Etan Moman shows up again, like in between him and the scroll, and is like, nah, no way, buddy. I am here to stop you. It is literally my one job.
1: Yeah. So he blasts Sasuke. Sasuke kinda goes flying. Etan Moman, in a good move, not messing around, just immediately goes giant. And then once he goes giant, he does... have Like, his two hands have been replaced. And one is, like, a futuristic, like, prongy laser blaster. And then the other one is just a straight-up Gatling gun. It's
0: good. It's very good.
1: Yeah. It's a good look. It's like Ethan Momen heavy arms style.
0: It is very heavy arms.
1: It is very heavy arms, right? And so he, like, he... He like sets. He does like a bunch of blasty blasts, and he's like shooting the woods with like lasers and you, Gatlings.
0: Those are some of my favorite kinds of blasts.
1: Yeah, well, you know, Matt, I I majored in English, and I'm an English teacher, and so a really key part of that is zeroing in on on efficient and descriptive communication.
0: Hey, brevity is the soul and I of I think I nailed yeah.
1: it. I think I nailed it here. So he. <laughs> He's getting nuts with, like, his blasty blast. And he's, like, setting the woods on fire and all of this stuff.
0: Sasuke looks and, around at the woods that are on fire, and he sees, like, the squirrels and rabbits and birds all running away because their, like, beautiful, like, hilltop retreat is being destroyed. And he gets even more furious.
1: Yeah, even more rage-trying. So angry. He says, I can't. I can't allow this. And so he's super henge's, And then we see giant eats on moment and he does like an energy blast into the woods. And I just want to say, way to go. Super Sentai special effects team from like 20 odd years ago. Cause those energy blast effects are getting way better. Dude,
0: They looked awesome. There's another shot in here that is like, obviously a camera track, but, but it's a good, as this fight is going, like until he's able to get to the scroll, um, the fight is person sized Sasuke versus giant sized Itan Moman. And so Itan Moman yeah. just kicks him.
1: It's. But there's a really. Like, they do a very cool perspective shot where, like, it's clearly overlaid, but you see, like, it's way down on the ground, and Itan Moman, like, kicks dirt into the camera, and then they, like, superimpose Sasuke over the dirt, like, getting knocked back. It's a really cool shot. And so, yeah, Sasuke is, yeah, Sasuke is just, it's amazing. He just, like, jumps up, first of all, and, like, stabs Etan Momen, and it can't do much damage. But what's cool is, but then he does he
0: jumps up, yeah, it, so first of all, he jumps, I don't know, 100 feet in the air. Um, Many feet. And when he's, like, level with Etan Momen's head, he does his, like, finishing move, the full moon cut, and just hits him right in the forehead. Which, yeah, like, Etan Momen yeah. is giant, but it's still a hard hit. It's gonna knock him back. A little.
1: Yeah, just square in the dome. It's rad. And so he... He doesn't summon the Jusha Fighter, obviously, but, like, once he staggers Eitan Momen, it gives him a second, he lands, he grabs the Hidden Scroll, and he, like, pulls it out, and it's it's Super Ninja Beast God Saruder. Yes. And then God Saruder <laughs> like... God Saruder like, appears. And I was, I was, like, a little disappointed with God Saruder. I really wanted him to look more ape-like.
0: Okay, so God Saruder looks kind of like the other versions of Saruter. Um Except yeah. that he's got more sort of like a- Like a schnazier. He's got, like, a crown and a beard, and he's got two swords, and he looks a little more ornate. Yes. So as I understand so, it, like the neck, like these robots coming up now are going to combine into uh, Kakure Dai Shogun. Okay. Oh, by the way, um, a reader—not reader—we don't write things. Uh, a listener pointed out to me that Kakure just means hidden. So, like, Ranger oh, right. is hidden ranger, okay. and Kakure Dai Shogun means like the hidden great general or whatever. Oh, that's rad. Um, Yeah, nice. So, but they come together more like what we think of as a traditional, like, Megazord. So this one is more human-shaped like all of the other previous ones, because he's like the Red Ranger and sort of like the core of the body. But the other ones, I think, are going to be more like animal-shaped.
1: All right, well, that's rad. And so he, I do, there is kind of a, a weird line, maybe it just gets translated weirdly, uh, so Gonseruder appears, and he like like Muteki Shogun and Supasamaru, is like sentient, mm-hmm. at least to some degree. And he says, "Sasuke, I've been waiting for you. Now get inside me." Which is just—it's
0: just a just translation hiccup. But then he does say, "From now on, you and I are one," which is pretty great.
1: He—it does—it does not make the moment any less. A little awkward well,
0: let's move right on then because he like they get in a little fight right like uh god saruter versus etan Moman, they're fighting for a couple of seconds and then
1: yeah not long the- and, well hold up i just i do want to say real quickly matt i'm sorry i could hear you building but i do want to point out that god Saruder is apparently like kryptonian there's like kryptonian technology this is how he's controlled because like you just see Sasuke and there's like a big bank of glowing crystals. Oh, and this yes. is how Sorry, I, was I trying guess to figure he out controls... where
0: you're going with that, but that's absolutely true.
1: Yeah, yeah, thank you. So anyways, Matt, uh why don't you just start your sentence over so we get the full the full drama of your building tone here? I
0: don't know, no, you go ahead. You go ahead because you are better at pronouncing the actual name of the horde.
1: Yeah, so Gonceruder and uh, Itan Moment are fighting. It's literally for like 3 or 4 seconds. And then Subasamaru just flies up and Miteki Shogun appears. And it's like, guys, you maybe could have given given Sasuke like a second. Like the fact that they showed up that quickly is like, I don't know, like slightly insulting? Yeah, like, but he could have gotten it, guys. Listen,
0: Come on. On the other hand, uh, Suba Samaru, uh eh, Super Samaru is a new yeah. it's a new toy. As is Ooh, the good Super point. Miteki good Shogun. point, good point. Uh, which we are about to see them combine into. Uh, they've only been in a few episodes so far, and I'm sure that they need to move that merchandise.
1: <laughs> so they do form Super Muteki Shogun, and before God Saruta has a chance to do anything, Super Muteki Shogun just drops Muteki Shogun full discharge and blasts Eitan Moment. Now there is a cool moment where God... So we said before God Saruta has like two swords. It's not like two swords, it's just two swords. Yeah. And he joins them into a Darth Maul style double sword.
0: It's a good move.
1: Yeah, you can't see it, Matt. But of course I did the the move. I like put my hands together and twisted them. And then I like.
0: Sure. I mean, why wouldn't you?
1: Had a phantom. Yeah, of course. And so he does like a cool, like a cool jump slash move. And he slashes, he jump slashes Eitan Moment. Eitan Moment goes it, down. So that's so, it for Eton Momin. So that Momin. is like
0: God Saruter's finishing move. It's called like the twin sword cut. And there's like lightning bolts involved. It's very good.
1: Yeah, it's rad. So Etan Momin, dead. Not much of a villain after all, it turns out. So our next scene is Sasuke. He is, he is at the lake across from the family fun farm.
0: And he's remembering Reka, and sort of like he yeah. sees her like face in the sky. He's like, ah, Rekha, like I, I will never Rekha. forget the things that you told me and like what my job is. I promise I'll always protect like the little guy. It's not just humans that I'm looking out for. It's every living thing on the earth. Like, yes, I'm going to do this.
1: Yeah. And then she gives him like a little nod, like, hey,
0: I'm super Great dead, job. but my memory is nodding at you. Have a good life.
1: <laughs> so then he sort of looks down at his friendship bracelet and he thinks of the other the other Kaka Rangers and he sort of is like he says their names, he's like Surihime, Sekai, Saizo, Jiraiya. And you sort of get a quick montage of all of them. is still walking down also that highway,
0: still carrying that duffel bag. Yep. It's like, it's up to you guys now. Like, go through your trials, and like, we will also succeed.
1: Yeah, and then there's a slow, sad trumpets version of the final theme song. I know I said last episode that they were doing a, a different version of the theme, final theme, and it was actually the opening theme. This time it is 100%. Like the... And, but it's like a slow, minor key version. It's pretty incredible. And then that's it, man. Yeah,
0: that is the episode. That's all
1: we got. So, good episode, man. I am excited to sort of see, A, more giant robots. Love it. Always good. And B, yeah, and B, I'm really excited to see, like, four, well, it'd be five, I guess, like, really character-centric episodes in a row. Because those are always, I think, some of the best episodes. We really get a chance to see these characters and like what they're up to and so i'm looking forward to getting that for a cocky ranger
0: i'm yeah i'm excited about meeting the new robots i'm excited about them getting the scrolls and finding out what each individual like scrolls like mission statement is yes that that always that checks a lot of boxes for me i'm really into it um, dude, I loved this episode. Ethan Moman Wasn't much of a monster, but for sort of like a background character that kind of just exists to like get in fights. Uh, he was on a motorcycle. He broke the fourth wall and he called everybody baby. So like, he's not going to rank super high probably on the creature Royale, but no, like if I'm, you know, we've got a couple of uh, categories on the creature Royale that we don't always get into depth on, but one of them is X factor. Just sort of like, do I like this dude? And if I'm just judging it based on that, I liked that dude.
1: I do like that dude.
0: Um, Rin is in the episode, not Rin. Like, Rin is not her name in this show. Um, Yes, no, I got you. I always love seeing an actor or actress from a different tokusatsu series show up. Uh, So that was a big high point. This was just a really fun episode. A nice strong start for the second half
1: yeah really really good so real quickly Matt where does Ethan moment go on the creature royale here
0: okay he's look
1: I get I'm he's got a good vibe I dig him I actually sort of feel like he was kind of wasted in this episode I feel like he could have they could have picked a cooler episode to put him yeah, in the, episode, the thing is because I like episode, it wasn't his vibe him
0: you know it was about yeah R- uh, Reka, really he was just in it
1: so he's got a cool look I like his vibe.
0: I'll tell you what. Okay, what are other monsters that have been sort of wasted? And how do we feel about this guy in comparison to them?
1: Okay, so Tengu from actually earlier in Kaka Ranger, I feel like was really wasted. That's a very cool character.
0: Uh, what was the dude in Die Ranger? He was a cannon and his head was a bullet, but he only had one bullet. Sergeant Cannon. Sergeant Cannon. Where is Sergeant Cannon yeah. on the list?
1: Sergeant Cannon is like. Really low. Oh yeah. It's like, yeah, sergeant Cannon is uh fifty slot. Oh
0: 50. gosh. No, this guy's way better than that.
1: Yeah, well Tengu is slot forty-four, or forty-three rather. And once we get past him, we're getting up into like four kings of heaven, Akabe, which is the wall monster, Kappa and Kappa Kappa and Rokorokubi, Traffic Light Dimension, Bakaneko, Kanagama, which is the slot machine monster. I don't like him any as, as much as any of those.
0: Yeah, you know, I'll tell you what—I I am inclined to like this guy, but really, it's just because he's a dime store General Kamikaze.
1: Yeah, and like, which I is, like which that is guy fun, so much not...
0: that this dude is like
1: getting some reflected glory. I mean,
0: honestly, I would not be surprised if I found out that it was the same like suit or voice actor who had done General Kamikaze. Because, like, yeah, that would
1: that would make how sense. How many to me.
0: dudes are qualified to wear a suit that looks like that while riding a motorcycle?
1: It cannot be a long list.
0: Especially since these were like, you know, one year after the other. And he does also say baby. It's gotta be a nod to Kamikaze, right?
1: It's gotta be. Okay, Matt. So here's the question. I cannot rank
0: him that high just because I like General Kamikaze. General Kamikaze is already on the list.
1: So Matt, question. Better or worse than Amazing Character Find of 2016, Energy Butt?
0: Energy Butt doesn't ride a motorcycle, dude.
1: Okay, so cooler than energy, but is he cooler than Tengu?
0: Um. Okay. Now I was going also to say this... now Tengu does get all of those crazy like robot parts from He does. Uh the professor. Uh, what's his name? Doctor You got me, thank you. I was, I was the only name that I can think of was uh Professor uh, Jensen, who I think was from the uh, Iron Man. That's, doc- that's I-, I was about
1: to say Dr. Iron Man, but...
0: You know the one. Um, yes. But on the other hand, Itan Momen does get a Gatling gun hand when he gets a giant, and that's basically the same.
1: Yeah, it's pretty amazing.
0: So And Tengu had the uh... recreated monsters from the first couple of episodes as his minions... But Ethan MoMan had Doro Doros in go karts as his minions, and I think that's actually better. Like, I think that's actually okay, a lot let's, better.
1: Let's jump it up, Matt. Is he better than the Tofu Hermit? No, he's not. Who he's not Got in not a drunken boxing hermit. match. Okay, cooler than Konakijiji, the Doll Monster from earlier in Cocker Ranger? Mm. Yeah, tough, right? Maybe okay. not more
0: radical, but. He- I'm sorry. He's definitely more radical than Konakiji. Kijiji. I think was a better character. He had like a full arc in that episode.
1: Okay. But I think he is cooler than Faucet Dimension, we can say. yes. Yeah. So
0: let's put him at slot number 42 in between Kone Kijiji and the Faucet Dimension.
1: Bam. Done. I like it. I like it a lot. Well, I think that's going to do it for us then, man. Right?
0: Yep, that is going to do it for another episode of A View to a Cocker Ranger. Before we finish up here, I'd like to remind you, you can email the show at supersentaibrothers at gmail.com. If you wanted to get any updates on future episodes or check out the things we're talking about on Twitter, we are at SuperSentaiBros. If you like the show, and I hope that you do, please remember that shining in the iTunes review section, there are five stars. Please rate and review and subscribe on there. That's what's going to help new people find the show. If you've already done that, I thank you heartily. Uh, the Super Sentai <laughs> Brothers are a production of Retrograde Orbit Radio. To find all the other great Retrograde Orbit Radio shows, find them at retrogradeorbitradio.com Once again, we are the Super Sentai Brothers. I'm Matt. I'm Dave. And we'll see you next week for the greatest show on Earth. Calculate.